The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. I want to mention a great resource for writers, and this month's sponsor, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. I'll expound later in the show, but the short version is this long-awaited book about the craft of creative writing from New York Times bestselling author Steve Almond sets out to debunk the well-meaning but misguided myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and most honest work. Pick up a copy today of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, wherever you buy books, more soon. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something special. Rainmaker FM. All right, welcome back to The Writer Files. I am still your host, Kelton Reed. And in part two of this file, the prolific best-selling author of The Paranormal and Dark Fantasy, Steph Green, returned to talk with me about overcoming rejection, her inspiring journey from copywriter to bestseller, and her advice to fellow scribes who may be facing adversity. Steph's a New Zealander, and a fervent self-publishing advocate, public speaker, and legally blind writer who's turned her disability into a superpower to self-publish 24 books and counting. She's topped the USA Today bestsellers list, writing paranormal romance under the pen name Stephanie Holmes, and is also the author of six dark fantasy books under the name S.C. Green. Steph received both the 2017 Attitude Award for Artistic Achievement and was the finalist for the 2018 Women of Influence Award. She recently launched a successful crowdfunding campaign to raise interest and awareness for an anti-bullying storybook for kids that caught the eye of traditional publishing. That book, written and illustrated by two artists who are victims of bullying themselves, only freaks turn things into bones, uses darkly gothic humor to address the very real issue of being different. In part two of this file, Steph and I discussed her simple yet effective workflow and organizational hacks, why curiosity is a synonym for creativity, what motivates the author to write 20,000 words in just a few days, Jack London's timeless and moving credo, how to read an ebook with your nose, and why we need to remember why we're doing this crazy thing called writing. If you missed the first half of this show, you can find it in the archives on Apple Podcasts, wherever you tune in, and in the show notes. Stay tuned. Hey, authors, online publishers, and content creators, could your content marketing campaigns use a little more persuasive firepower? This fall, copyblogger.com is launching their very first copywriting course just for content marketers. You'll learn how to make the most of your unique strengths and how to overcome the challenges that so many content writers face. If you want to learn how to be more persuasive with your copy, point your browser to rainmaker.fm slash copywriting. That's rainmaker.fm slash copywriting and get on the list to find out more about that brand new course coming soon. And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published and leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. Let's talk about your workflow a little bit. Are you a Mac PC? I should have said, are you working on a uh, 
some kind of a steampunk typewriter over there. I wish I was working on a typewriter. I think that would be so cool. But no, I have a MacBook Air uh, laptop, which is amazing. And I've got that plugged into a very sexy, one of those newfangled curved screens, um, which is quite a large screen because obviously of my eyesight, it's good to have things quite big. And I've also got one of those clackety-clack keyboards, mechanical keyboard, that's what you call it. Yeah. Um, it's a Razer keyboard and just the sound and the weight of the keys is very reassuring. It's a little bit like typing on a typewriter, which is actually mm-hmm. how I learned how to type. I don't do long hand, handwriting at all. I think that I must have studied hieroglyphs for so long at <laughs> university that my writing now resembles them. Um, and there's absolutely no way I can read it. <laughs> That's what people tell me too, about my own handwriting. Yeah, so um, I know a lot of self-published authors do Scrivener. Is that something you're into or you do some a different... Uh program nope i am very very simple um i use google drive and google docs Hmm. um i used to use microsoft word for years and years and years and years um and i just had way too many computer crashes and lost way too many words Mm -hmm. uh and when i started working in the tech industry uh everything was done on the cloud yeah i kind of got stuck into using google drive google docs then and i've kind of i've carried that over to my fiction work and that's been amazing i i don't think i've lost a single word since i started working in the cloud so Mm. uh, and i just i like how simple it is um so i my system is very a lot of writers would think it's like it's way too simple and way too disorganized but that's how i that's how i work so that's what i do um at any one time i have three documents open so i have a to-do list uh, which is just a running list of everything i have to do and what i do is at the beginning of the day i pick off eight to ten items and stick them at the top as the things i've got to do that day Um, and then i just delete them when they're done Um, so i've got my to-do list open i have my actual file the actual um, text of the book and then i have an outline file which is just a dumping ground for ideas ideas and little tidbits and sort of character descriptions so when i write in that someone's got green eyes i stick it in the the file so yeah i'm not a very organized writer but you are prolific so obviously the the system's working i think a lot of times a lot of authors search for you know kind of like the next app to to streamline their process or or you know to make them more organized but really I think as long as you're getting words onto the page, if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? Exactly. And I always think there's a little bit of a, a worry that you are, what you're doing with creating systems is you're kind of putting a system in between yourself and the words. Yeah. And I, I yeah, I, I'm a little bit, I really rebel against systems um because we were very when i was in in the tech industry you know you have to kind of you have to say i'm going to do something and then you go and do it and you have to record every step of the process and then when you finish it you have to say i finished it and then you know and i was always like i just want to do the thing i just (laughs) don't want to talk about doing the thing i just want to go do the thing so that's yeah so that's kind of how i design my system so i can just get up and turn on the computer and do the thing i like that checklist program i'm a big fan of the checklist myself so how does Steph Green unwind at the uh, end of a long day of writing and, and marketing and all the things? I turn my computer off uh, when my husband gets home, and it's my job to make dinner, which is something I really love doing, um, and mostly because I'm a lot better at it than he is. So <laughs> I, also, I also love eating, so <laughs> I want to have the nice food. Uh, so I will make dinner, um, and I usually do that while listening to a podcast or belting out some 
metal lyrics at the top of my lungs. Um, After dinner, we probably watch TV together or we put some music on and read books um, or we might go out and work on our little block of land that we've got here. Um, We we also have a pretty busy social life. There's always gigs. My husband's a musician. Um, We're always doing interesting things. And right now we're planning a big uh, trip overseas. Um, We're going off to Europe. So I'm doing a lot of researching things and being excited about that. So, yeah. Pretty, pretty standard stuff, really. Yeah, yeah. Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the arrow, mercy is the bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. Well, let's turn to creativity for a minute, if you, if you will. How do you personally kind of define creativity? I mean, it seems so part and parcel to everything that you, you do there. Um, do you have a, an estimation of kind of what, what creativity is or means to you? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think creativity is more or less a synonym for curiosity. You know, it's just about being curious about the world and about people. And, you know, you're always asking, you know, what if this happened? Or why do people do that? Or, yeah, I think it's always important to ask what and why and how. When do you personally feel the most creative? Basically, when I can feel a new book tickling under my skin, which is mm. usually about sort of about 20,000 words before I finish the last book, which is a little bit annoying. <laughs> um, and, and it's those kind of those first few days when you get to start writing something new and the words just pour out and you're like I'm so excited about this book um, and you can get you know your first 20,000 words done in a, in a few days which is really nice yeah. and uh, sort of as far as a muse goes and uh, music is probably the biggest hmm. kind of muse or you know kind of creative motivator for me um, and listening to music is kind of like living inside a poem hmm. I like that 
In your estimation, what makes a writer great? I think this differs, you know, for all different writers. But for me, I always think the greatest writers are really defined by their audience. So if your words are making people happy or they're making people think or they're transforming lives in some way or, you know, your words are getting people to make positive actions in the world, then, you know, then you've made an impact and the world is better off for you having been there. And that's always, you know, that's always what I wanted to be as I want the world to be better off for having me in it. Uh, and I think that's really the ultimate achievement of a writer. Mm-hmm. Do you have a couple favorite authors uh, floating on your nightstand or just kind of in your brain presently? Oh, God, so many. Um, <laughs> so I recently just read um, a new author named Laura Purcell, and she wrote this eerie gothic horror called The Silent Companions, and it's one of the best kind of gothic horrors I've read in a number of years, um, hmm. and it's it's just everything I love about, about books in one beautiful volume. Um, she's kind of Shirley Jackson reincarnated, and it's great. Hmm. Um, I've also just finished Seven Eves by Neil Stephenson. Um, I finished that a couple of months ago, and it still kind of stayed with me. I think anyone that loved The Martian um, would really, really love that book. Hmm. Um, some of my favorite indie authors, uh, you've got um, Katie Strange and Eva Chase who write really great paranormal romance. Um, there's this amazing author named H.Y. Hannah who writes these really adorable, cozy mysteries set in England. And there's an author named Darcy Coates, and she's really interesting. She writes um, she writes very specifically, she writes haunted house horror books. Um, so just horror, just about haunted houses. And it's a very small, you know, very specific niche, but yeah. she does amazingly well. And her books are scary and great, and I love them. Huh, that's cool. Um, do you have a best love quote kind of hanging over your desk like so many so many uh, writers <laughs> do or, or just, just uh, seared into your brain? Oh, God, yeah. Um, so Jack London, who wrote White Fang and lots of other wonderful books, mm. um, he wrote he had this thing called The Credo, um, and it's attributed to him, but it may actually not have been written by him. It may actually be, have been made up by a friend and given his voice. Um, but whatever, um, I love it. Um, I have it hanging over my desk. I mm. think I may get, get part of it as a tattoo. I'm probably going to have it on my gravestone. It just It's just so perfect. Do you know it? I don't. Please share. So it goes, I would rather be ashes than dust. I would rather that my spark should burn out in a brilliant blaze than it should be stifled by dry rot. I would rather be a superb meteor, every atom of me in magnificent glow, than a sleepy and permanent planet. The function of man is to live, not to exist. I shall not waste my days trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. Hmm. That is very nice. Quite apropos. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, I got a couple fun ones for you if you have a few more minutes. I do. Okay. I won't ask you the paper or ebook question unless you are a collector of vintage uh, or first edition uh, books. Do you, have, do you have books stacking up over there? Or are you a big fan of the the ebooks these days? I do. So um, I'm kind of a little bit of both. Um, so we, my husband and I, we've been big readers for a long time. So we have just stacks and stacks and stacks and boxes of books. And um, I'm just 
we're in the process of making some big, you know, sort of old-fashioned Victorian bookshelves um, mm. for my library, and we're going to put the collection on there, and it's going to be amazing. And I love this idea of being able to write surrounded by books. So there's that. But, nice. but. But now I read pretty much 90%, 95% on my Kindle. So um, so much so that I often buy books that I already own in paper on my Kindle just so mm. I can read them. And the, the the main reason for that is because I am legally blind and just been able to enlarge the text of every single book while not having to hold up a really heavy book is amazing. So I actually have a really funny story about that. Uh, so when I read my Kindle, uh, I hold it quite close to my face. Yeah. Um, and so I'm quite – and the main reason for this is because I really am quite blind. So it's a couple of inches away from my face. And so I usually hold it with my left hand and I use my right hand to um, tap the screen to, to change the pages. Right. Um, and I don't know when I started doing this, but, but what I discovered was that instead of the, the process of lifting my whole right hand up, tapping the page and pulling it down again, is I started just – tilting the screen towards my face and using my nose to turn the page <laughs> yes. and, and so now I've completely got into this habit and it's so weird because I'll be on the bus in the middle of the city and I'll be turning the pages with my nose and people will be <laughs> looking at me um, but it's so convenient I just can't stop. I love it that's the, be that's the best ebook story, <laughs> Kindle story I think I've ever heard on this show uh, immortalized. Okay. Um, <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you have a favorite literary character of all time? And you, 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 there are references to um, all of these great genres in your work. I'm sure that you have many, but if you could boil it down to one of your faves. Yep, easy. Um, Sherlock Holmes. Um, ah. So my pen name, Stephanie Holmes, was actually, you know, was actually built off of Sherlock Holmes. Uh -huh. um, I've, I've even got a Sherlock Holmes tattoo. Um, I just, I love those <laughs> books. I love him. Like he just, you know, he's like my dream man. That's awesome. Um, okay. If you could choose one author from any era for an all-expense-paid dinner to your favorite spot, who would you take? Where would you take them? Okay, so he's not, he's, he's kind of an author because he's written a few books, um, but he's also a musician and a whole bunch of other things. And that's that's kind of how I how I mainly love him. Um, and that would be Nick Cave from Nick Cave and mm. the Bad Seeds. Mm -hmm. um, if, I, if I had a muse, he would be it. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, and I don't know about food, but I would take him to the Jefferson, which is my favorite local whiskey bar. Um, they don't really... Because it just seems right that, you know, you talk to Nick Cave in a whiskey bar. Mm -hmm. um, they don't really do food. Oh, no, actually, they, they do ribs. They do, like, really sticky ribs. So I kind of like the idea of sitting with Nick Cave in this dark whiskey bar, um, watching him try to eat sticky ribs <laughs> um, with his hands in one of his really spiffy tailored suits. I think that would be wonderful. Fantastic. Fantastic. Before we wrap up here with any advice that you have for your fellow scribes, uh, we can point listeners back to your home base, 
which is stephmetal.com. All these links will be in the show notes. Um, that's Steph, S-T-E-F-F, metal.com. And I'll also post a link to uh, a story about your fantastically successful Kickstarter campaign for your anti-bullying storybook, which is now in production. And yeah, where else do you want to point listeners to uh, kind of connect with you out there in the world? Yeah, just, um, I mean, my, my website slash blog is the main place. Um, and there's, you know, there's the Creative Rebel newsletter that you can sign up for. Yeah. Um, and, you know, also I'm quite often on Instagram. Um, that's Instagram.com slash Steph Metal. Um, and, I mean, mostly it's just pictures of my cats, but, you know, they're quite pretty cats. So <laughs> that's a good place to find me, yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. And, uh, yeah, what uh, what do you want to to uh, throw out there for for writers on just how to how to keep going, how to how to keep the ink flowing and the cursor moving. I always kind of think that we don't actually we don't have to be writers. You know, we we could be accountants or we could be electricians or we could be cult leaders. You, you know, we don't actually have to be writers. So why why are we making all this effort? What you know, this isn't the easiest thing to do. You know, full time or at all really. Like, why are we making all this effort? And that that's kind of what keeps me going is remembering why I'm doing this. Um, and you know, when things get tough, you you know, you can actually quit at any time. Um, but we don't, we don't quit, um, because we remember why we're doing it. And yeah, I think, I think that why is the most important thing. Absolutely. Steph, thank you so much for sharing your incredibly inspiring story and congratulations on all of your successes and uh, please come back again sometime thank you so much you're welcome it was so great to be here thanks so much for joining us for this half of a tour of the writer's process if you enjoy the writer files please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review on apple podcast to help other writers find us And for more episodes or just to leave a comment or a question, you can always drop by writerfiles.fm and chat with me on Twitter at Calton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week.